0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the channel. Now this week's episode is with a gentleman named Kevin Jay. He's a comedian whose work I've admired and enjoyed through the years, particularly his Netflix special. It's quite an achievement because it's an accolade that not many Malaysian comedians can lay claim to. Now see, I think a lot of people don't realise the value that comedians bring to society. Because I come from the media world, and in the, in my world, every year that goes by, Uh, my industry shrinks more and more thanks to digital disruption and economic difficulties. So what remains as society's so-called conscience are our last few remaining true journalists and a few comedians, where our work has really been to try and tell the true story, the true events as they unfold about this country of ours. But unlike journalists, uh, comedians have a tragicomic element to their uh, work, where uh, Malaysia's missteps and uh, mistakes and and so on and so forth are told and enjoyed and laughed at and cried at in equal measure by the Malaysian public. But at the same time, they also bring to light what is good and proper about our country and our people. So I think that comedy must be protected, they must be allowed to thrive and prosper at all costs, because without them, we lose another leg of humanity in this so-called relentless drive for progress. As always, if you can, like the video, comment and tell me what you think. Subscribe to the channel because it's always a great help if you can do so. And so, dear viewers, without further ado, may I now present Kevin J. Okay, man, Kevin Jay, uh, comedian, thank you for doing this. You're welcome. Um, obviously, I've known about you for a long time, a reasonable okay. amount of time, because uh, I, I came across your, your Netflix special, so okay. we'll talk about that in a little while. Uh, then i heard you on fly fm and i thought you were really good really natural thank you um but i th- i think the main reason for me I- in talking to people like you comedians right mm-hmm. is the fact that um, we live in a world where information and news is coming to us with a lot of like um compromises and biases right Correct. to me the last bastion of truth or one of the few last bastions of truth are mm-hmm. comedians because you take on information you process it you tell it in a very real and very honest and sometimes um, farcical, not farcical, um, parody-like, or okay. you try and put a spin in it. So it's, it's less jarring or less insulting to people, but it happens nonetheless. Correct. So then we talked about this o- on the phone before you agreed to do this in person. And then I will switch on to your podcast, the Macha Man podcast, really good. Spotify, you can get it. And you, you do a lot of research. You look well, into yeah. things like, um, MH370, the Mona Fendi case, uh, Botak Chin. Obviously, I haven't listened to everything, lah. La, yeah, yeah. But you spent a lot of time in research, so, so maybe maybe we talk about how you got stepped into this game as well because you've been in the game a long time. Yes. In, at a time when maybe com- comedy wasn't so mainstream in Malaysia, so 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 how how did you fall into it? I, um,
1: well, I've been doing it for sixteen years now. Two thousand six, I think. Uh, I, I think it all started when I was like seventeen years old when I moved when I moved to the UK, lah. Because before that, I have not heard of this stand-up comedy nonsense, right, because clearly we, as Asians, we only have like four career choices, right, doctor, lawyer, engineer, disappointment, and so, (laughs) you know, so basically I was always going to be an engineer, I guess. You know, because that's the easiest one. Doctor, oh, lawyer, the, very the, difficult. Yeah. No, doctor, lawyer, very difficult. Uh, lawyer, engineering yeah. at least, at least you know, got hope. You know, lawyer, lawyer, lawyer cannot. Uh, too many, too much reading. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I did become an engineer, and I went to the UK to study engineering. Uh, the problem was that I wasn't. It was I. I wouldn't say that I wasn't interested in engineering. I loved engineering. I I loved the fact that we created things, we fixed things that were spoiled. You know, I loved that technical knowledge I had uh, so I, I love that I love when I was when I was a kid, I used to take apart toys, and my parents used to get so angry at me because I used to take apart and try to put it back together again, and always have one screw here, and then the the, the robot don 't walk properly anymore <laughs> right so i I did that, but when I went there that 's when I got introduced to this art form of stand up comedy and it really took me in la. I mean, I, I didn't want to perform comedy, but I loved watching comedy. I loved watching people do this, right? And so when I was there, I used to go to comedy clubs all the time and, you know, kind of... Whenever I got extra money la, you know, because it's expensive tickets and stuff. So whenever I had extra money, I always want to go to the comedy club, you know, chill out for a bit, uh, watch a show and then come home and I feel good about myself. I, I loved how it made me feel, right? Because it was one of those things. And then... When I came back to Malaysia, I realized that I couldn't do this because there was only two comedians at that time, or three, right? Uh, there was Haris Iskanda, Joanne Kam, and sometimes Jit Murad. Right? So that was it, and I had to wait for them to do a show before I can go and do, uh, where I can go and see a show. So I felt like maybe I should do it, lah. You know, how hard can it be? It's uh, you get on stage, you start talking. How hard can it be, right? So then I, I but I it was always a thing where I told myself, ah yeah, tomorrow yeah, right? now too busy I cannot tomorrow lah right? tomorrow, and it was a few years before uh, I actually started because actually my brother, who was kind of like an inspiration to me uh, he he's always the funny one, he's always the popular one, and he always said, hey you should do this, then I'm completely thinking maybe you know, there's something of your calling. Then he passed away, right? So, yeah, at, at 29, he had a heart what attack. What
0: happened? Shit. Yeah, so it, it was
1: very sudden. Like, nobody knew because everybody thought like, oh, you know, 30, then only you start doing your medical checkup, right? Ah, yeah, right. so two weeks before his 30th birthday, that's when he had a heart attack. A was, massive, he a,
0: was he like ill? Was he a smoker, drinker? Was he overweight? He was everything. Okay, so stress also and all that. Yeah, I, I guess la. Jar, la. Yeah,
1: yeah, so I guess he didn't lead a very healthy lifestyle, obviously, but uh, you know he did smoke drink and overweight uh he actually his weight fluctuates like you know he's like yeah. Seth Rogen like so sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like Oprahla correct, sometimes fat correct. sometimes thin <laughs> but i guess it it what caught up to him been,
0: huh? yeah anyway yeah,
1: yeah he, no, no, she got she got yeah, yeah. phases <laughs> you you see the show huh, over the over the years right yeah, you yeah, can yeah. see hey, wait, 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 like you can see like what, what is this like a graph right, <laughs> 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 so she uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I guess he caught up with him lah. And then when he died, I thought to myself like, oh no, like life's too short Fuck.
0: Yeah, 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 you, you right, can't right. you
1: can't wait for things to happen or you can't say tomorrow anymore. So, in fact, the same year he passed away in June. That August, I started comedy, right? Uh, two thousand six. I remember I I got hundred fifty of my friends, put them in a the pub and tried to tell jokes. Uh, I failed miserably, because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what comedy was. In fact. Before just before I went up, uh, I had watched uh, Eddie Murphy's uh, specials, Raw and Delirious, and I thought to myself, "He was a fucking legend, man. He was a legend. He was I mean, look, he was hilarious, right? Hilarious, hilarious. And he hilarious. Was young
0: at the time, it's like maybe twenty twenty one. Yeah, this is like pre Beverly Hills Cop, and oh yeah, it was like he was so good, exactly, he was so good, so good, talented, right?
1: Yeah, but the problem was that I took the wrong message from that. Because when I watched that, that that special, I thought that if I said, Obviously. if I swore enough, yeah. it would be funny. No. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't know. Yeah. Like, you know, this is the first time. Just imagine like, you don't know what comedy is. I push you on stage and say, go and do comedy. Right? And that, I thought to myself like, the wrong, I took the wrong message. right? I didn't figure out how he was telling a joke. I didn't, how, I didn't figure out how he was like, constructing material or how he made people laugh. For me, it was like, Oh, he said the word fuck a lot. Yeah. Oh, that must be it. That yeah. That's the secret. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because after that, I saw uh, George Carlin and all that. Also, they also swear Carlin, a lot.
0: Car- Carlin, Carlin was one of the forerunners, man. Exactly.
1: He, he's he's a legend, man. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, Also yeah. a lot of swearing. So I yeah. thought, okay, when I put all three together, I thought to myself, correct, that's the word. <laughs> that's yeah. the comedy part. So I just went up there. I just, I just swore a lot. And my friends and uh, family, they were laughing... Sympathetically hmm. you, know, you know you can You know the la, Ha 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 What's he doing? Why? Why is he doing? Ha 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 Well done, well done Right, you know so like You know it's like when you're Like you You know when your auntie say "Hey, dance for the audience yeah, And then yeah, people yeah. so like A bit awkward ah So that was what it was And I could feel it Right, I, di- I didn't feel the fulfillment
0: yeah. How old were you then?
1: I was 26
0: Okay la, you're paying the uh, your dues right 26 to 30, 31 5 years typically right To pay tuition Yes. A lot, a lot of people don't realize that that comedy is a science and that there's an art It's an art to it right? yes and there's categories of comedy correct like you've got your surrealists like mm. eddie Izzard, right mm-hmm. you've got your realists like michael mcintyre correct you've got your racial profiling like um, jimmy o Yang and russell peters russell and peters, people yeah. like that right and then you've got your intellectuals right so I think Eddie will fall a bit like into intellectuals as well.
1: Yeah, I think Jim Jeffries will Jim Jefferies,
0: Jim fall Jefferies so, so Jim Jeffries is profanities and, and racism. Yes, but his,
1: and, his and, comedy uh, genre would be uh, intellectually as well, intellectuals. Yeah. Because I think that he, he creates an idea yeah. and he justifies that idea.
0: So I, I think that uh, the best intellectual com- comedian out there is mm. someone like um, R- Ricky Gervais, right? He's yes. very intelligent yes. and very, very well thought through. But then, in, in telling his comedy, he's very funny at the same time.
1: Exactly. I think uh, another example of that would be Bill Burr. Bill Burr, yeah. Who basically, again, gives you an idea, justifies that idea, and makes sense. Uh, if you do it in real life, you get beaten up. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. yeah, right. So, I mean, the thing is, it gives you, it gives, I mean, the mic gives you a lot of power. La. I mean, it, to, it took me a while to figure out what kind of comedian I was and what kind of comedy I do, uh, stuff like that. I, it, it's... It, I always say like comedy is art right yeah. and art cannot survive without structure structure cannot survive without art right because if you if you look at a building you think it's all structure no there's art as well like you know basically it has to be nice to look at yeah you can't just build a building a box and then say oh you live in it yeah. right so it yeah. has to be nice That's that, which is why structure cannot survive without art and art cannot survive without structure because if art doesn't have structure it will crumble
0: correct right Great. so
1: basically that, and that's how it works, that's the thing. So we always had to learn the basics of stand-up comedy, where, you know, you need to know what to do, the rules, the regulation. And the thing is, learning the rules doesn't mean you follow the rules, because you have to learn the rules to break the rules. Yeah. Right? And yeah. the more you break the rules, the more art comes in. Yeah. So the thing is, but you still need to know the rules before you break it, like. Correct. You, can't, you can't just right. simply go up there and say, I want to break the rules, but what's the rules, don't know.
0: Right. So So art, like comedy, like art, art, it's always of the times, right? Yes. Of, of the of that era of mm. that period, so 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 I, I think a lot of Malaysian comedians in the past have always reflected the politics of the country. Yes. Which is very domestic. Which mm. is sometimes well, it is very narrow, and th- the comedians who go global are the ones who can transcend those uh, national borders, lah. Like yes. like, for, like say for example, Joe Koi. Mm. Joe Koi doesn't talk about about America. He talks about his mum and his. Growing up years yes. and like even Eddie Murphy in those days, his mum mm. throwing the shoe like yes, boomerang yes, yeah. and yes, you know yeah. the ice cream truck and yeah, Mister yeah. T and all that. So a lot of like general global culture pop parody, right? Yes. So that that travels. So today's era, Malaysia, right? Um, I I don't I don't know whether we have a comedian that really travels. Maybe one or two, but but they're not big globally, lah. Right? Oh no, okay. I mean, um, so, if yeah. you
1: can you count Ronnie Chang, is Malaysian, lah. I mean, Ronnie
0: Chang Ronnie was, was in a way spot because he moved to the US. Yes. Then he he lucked out with Trevor Noah and he's got his little skit there. And then and then he built from there, right? Yeah, so I he, mean, he was lucky, lucky, lucky. I guess he was I guess good. you he can call
1: yes, you can call it luck. You can call it I I, I believe it's is with with Ronnie, he's he's very hardworking. And I think he deserves everything. But that's a luck. given, right? If yeah, not, yeah, No, but the thing is, okay, like look for me, I I probably I would say and I don't know this for for a fact, but I would say that I'm the most traveled comedian in Malaysia. I've done about what close to forty cities worldwide. Uh, I've been to Zimbabwe, South Africa, uh, doing comedy. You know, Finland, Myanmar. You know, places that you would never think comedy exists. But yeah, yeah I've done I've done those places, and it's it, it's one of those things where I I learn very quickly that. Comedy is mm-hmm. very universal, and as much as you think that you know that the very local joke will not work outside, mm-hmm. does sometimes yeah, yeah. Uh, all it takes is comedy is about context yeah. right so basically as long as you understand where that person is coming from like yeah. you 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 gave a good, very good example in Jokoi now Jokoi does a lot of jokes about his Filipino mum yeah as right in america yeah now yeah. the Filipino population in America is very small, yeah. right? But it relates to people because everybody actually has the same As experience. a, a screwy mum, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's all, about, it's all about the fact that all he did was give a context about how Filipino mums are. Yeah. He does a, a little bit about uh, Filipino stereotypes and how tiger Mom it is. So people now take that on face value and basically accept the jokes based on this context. Yeah. right? So that's all you need to do, context. I, I, I learned this when I was in uh, India. Actually my first ever uh overseas gig up uh, takes Singapore out of the equation like Singapore is pretty much a local gig, but uh, I went to Mumbai for the Mumbai comedy festival now I went with Harith Harith Iskandar. I was supposed to open for Harith, but what happened was there was a last minute shuffle, and then I had opened for this Australian comic and another Indian uh newbie was opening for Harith right so I for the we were there for three 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 days we were doing three shows, so the first two shows I did okay, but I was struggling a bit with you know kinda uh figuring out what I can and cannot do, and I was trying to localize the jokes I was trying to make sure that my jokes could travel and which yeah. jokes can I can actually do yeah. so it was it was a struggle for me, but I did okay right. The Australian comic uh, after me dies for forty minutes, but that's a different story. Wow! Right, because Shit. no, he was he was a surrealist, okay. and I think India was not ready for that kind of comedy yeah, at yeah, that no. point, yeah, and yeah. so he was really dark and this thing, and everybody was like, "What's what going hell? on?" <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and so yeah, but that a whole different story, right?
0: So yeah, okay, yeah, go go. Uh, so the, so, yeah, so
1: so but on the third night, Harith was performing after me in the, in a very near venue, so I went to see watch him, and Harith. Was murdering the crowd Like he was doing so well And what jokes was he doing He was doing the same Malaysian jokes that You see him do in Malaysia Like the CSI joke Right You know the the CSI "Eh, Mati eh, Mati Like he was (laughs) even saying the word Mati And people were laughing Right In India They were not Malaysians They were all
0: Indians Right. So become, but the thing is, Harris has got a funny face. So he looks funny. The fact that he does something funny, it's like humorous already. Yes. And you look funny, right? I, um, <laughs> you know, but like my we, wife
1: would beg uh, to differ. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> no, but
1: basically, I after the show, I asked him. I sat him oh. down. I said, "Hey, why, why, why are people laughing at your, your Malaysian jokes?" And he, he his, his comment was very simple. It was basically context. I gave them context in the beginning. Basically, what is Malaysia like? Set it up. Set it up. Yeah. Now, if I tell anything about Malaysia, they will use this as a guide to just connect the jo- dots, right?
0: So, so give an example, right? When you're in Norway or, or Myanmar, right? Mm-hmm. Huh? How much work do you have to do to... to, to Actually, not that much. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, in my even my Netflix,
1: right? It was very well-received in the US, UK, and all that. And a lot of my jokes were about... Okay, the first half of my... my thing was about Singapore, right? Or making fun of Singapore. And the thing was... People don't understand the, the relationship of Malaysia and Singapore, yeah. right? But it's very simple, I just gave them a context joke, which was basically, Singapore and Malaysia relationship is like, you know, India and Pakistan. It's like England and France. It's like America and the rest of the world. So, you know, <laughs> if it, it's a joke, everybody understands it's the thing. Yeah. And then I go further by the, 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 the relationship by saying, in India and Pakistan, right, they were cousins, they grew up together, they were family. Right, and then Pakistan left, and then came back with an AK forty-seven. Right, Everybody's like, calm down. And then Malaysia and Singapore, same thing. We are family. We grew up together. And then Singapore left, and then came back with a BMW. Right, so everybody jealous. Like what we got, proton. Right, so so that was the context joke. Yeah, so yeah. everybody knew yeah. that okay. So there is it's a neighbouring country. Right, one, two. There is animosity between the two. Three, Singapore is richer than Malaysia, and that's why we are jealous. Right, so then I, then I, then I can do jokes like you know, oh Singapore think they are, we are better than us, so event they they can they can very easily join the dots because the context is there.
0: So this Netflix thing, right? Mm-hmm. To, to me, it was a big because any, anytime, anytime someone local scores a Netflix gig, yeah, it, it means that there's somebody already lah. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think um, who, who, Malaysian comedians, I can't remember. I think Jason Leong, Jason has had Leong, Harith Iskandar, Harith Iskandar, and, and yeah, three. Yeah. So so I'm quite puzzled because when it's like uh, when Chappelle gets a uh, Netflix, he, he mints it right. Of course, 50 billion. He, yeah. 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 So, so so I'm I'm like I don't know. About I didn't get fifty like. million yeah. la. <laughs> So, so but how, how do they? So do, do they pay you for the special? Is that upfront fee? Yes. How do they monetize? Okay. And so is that like a partnership on mine, revenue and downloads.
1: Mine and Jason's are very different because Jason produced his own Netflix special and then sold it to Netflix. Mine was a Netflix production.
0: So they paid you to produce and. No, yeah. they
1: they paid someone else to produce. Obviously, uh, they don't have a production, but yeah. they themselves created. This, this thing They paid me a performance fee To come and perform
0: Okay and So which is the most lucrative one?
1: Lucrative I would say I mean it depends on how you sell it la. Uh, But I don't think either of us Out Like Made it's, enough it's Or more money But I guess you know, Because You see what Jason did was He, he spent his own money mm. To Shoot Produce yeah. Edit Everything yeah. Yeah. And then just basically Go to Netflix and go like Here you go yeah, it's right. In like my ma- yes, yes, like, <gasps> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Correct lah.
0: Thanks, thirty million. Yeah, whatever. For
1: me, it, because it was a Netflix original, so they did everything. They did all that. I just showed up, performed, and left. Right. So they did the lighting. They did the sound. They did everything. So either way, also it's the same lah. I would say, but I mean, I I just have the slight bragging right of oh, mine's a Netflix original.
0: Yeah. Right. yeah. Just and, that. and it says at the start Netflix was yes, right? yes.
1: So I that's small bragging right lah. But at the end of the day, do people care? No. It's the same thing. You're on Netflix? Ah great. Yeah. And mine kinda happened really uh by being at the right place at the right time to be honest. Uh, I there was no inkling that from anyone that I would get uh, a Netflix special at all. Like basically what happened was I I was helping Harith on his Netflix special. And uh, we we were just, you know, kind of goofing around and stuff like that. And uh, I had gone to Edinburgh Festival. And he was supposed to shoot his uh, special on, like, I can't remember the date, but it was supposed to be the date that I was still there. So I was supposed to come two, three days later. So I told Haris like, I uh, can't make it, uh, you know, I, I wish you the best. Yeah. But then I thought to myself, you know, this is a historic time for Malaysia because the first ever—he oh, was the first one, right? He was the first yeah, one, yeah. yeah. And it's it's Malaysia Netflix, and I can't I can't not do I can't not come la. So I called call Harith and I said, you know what? I I will I'll buy new tickets. It's fine. I'll come back for your special, right? Because it's a really proud did. moment for everybody, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So I said, you know what? I'll I'll come back. He said, okay, good. So I I flew back the night before. Right, the night before the special, I flew back. And I went straight to the hall where he was supposed to record and I, and I walked in and I went, ah, you know, Harith, good luck. And he said, hey, good luck to you too. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He said, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, you are warming up the audience. Oh shit. Yeah.
0: Oh shit. The so fuck? I'm like, bro, this, this information would have been
1: helpful <laughs> la. <laughs> three so days went, ago. You went on that calls. Yeah, kind of. Wow. So, but no, but the thing I had, time to prepare but i i guess as a warm-up i wasn't in front of the camera so i didn't really and i used to do warm-up for him before as so, well so i know his audience quite well i know how to like i know how to do warm-up lah. So i just do 10 minutes only so i went up uh just before he i was very nervous it was a lot of people he did two shoots by the way
0: how many people where and where was it
1: uh it was in uh do you know hgh oh yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah so, yes yeah, so yeah.
1: he did the smaller one and it was full two two I think it was thousand people. Sure. Yeah. So it was full. So you did two two shows. So one the uh, one early evening, one later evening, right? So the first time I went up there, I did my ten minutes. I warmed up the crowd. Did very well. Uh, you know, brought Harith up. Everything. You know, it was big production. Boom, bam, boom, bam. Everybody happy, right? That was the first shoot. And then uh, the 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 director came up to me and said, "Hey, Gavin, can you do me a favor? Can you do a different ten minutes?"
0: Oh, in the uh, afternoon. In the
1: second one. i like, hey. you know, I felt like, oh, they didn't like what I <laughs> did or, yeah. or, okay, I said, okay, can, can. So I, I went up there, second one, I did different with you, mm. right, 10 minutes. Also did well, I thought, I thought I did well, la. you know, did well, blah, blah, blah. and then brought up Hare, Hari, Hari, <laughs> go, hey, great show, right. Then, like, the director comes up to me and says, okay.
0: Director uh, is what, Masale guy or
1: uh, Australian, okay. Okay. Michael McKay. Okay. So he came up to me and he said, hey, uh, do me a favour. Uh, by the way, then he introduced me to the people from Netflix and everything. blah blah, blah everything. I was like, hello, hello, hello. And then they were like, hey, you, you did really well. I was like, oh, thank God, there's, there's some gratification there. So I was like, oh, thank you, thank you. And then they, then uh, Michael just looks at me and says, uh keep next week free. I need to meet you. right?" I was like, okay. Then, uh, myself, I thought, okay. Yeah, the la, day like, day I right? still don't know. Like, maybe, maybe I get to do a small part or somewhere or something. And then uh he said, Okay, so so I go I go to Singapore, I meet uh I meet with Michael, had coffee, and then he just sat down and like, Oh so how is your this date looking? So I, I looked at my calendar, I was like, I think I I mean I got a few things, la, but you tell me what maybe I can I can move dates around. Then he said, uh we would like to shoot your special. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, we'd like to shoot your special. I'm like, what, like a full special? He said, yeah, do you have an hour? I'm like, yeah. Of course. Yeah, they were like, yeah, we like to shoot you special. And it was two months from the date that we talked about. And I'm just like, I mean, of course, I played it cool. I'm like, eh, yeah, maybe I can move <laughs> things around. Yeah, sure. And then when he left, I just sat there for, I, I, I bit, remember. Shocked, right? yeah, like I remember shocked, like, right? Yeah, I remember just like, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. And I, w- I just sat in the roadside curb in Singapore
0: for like an hour did, did did they talk about details like how much you're gonna get and you know what kind of... I didn't care, or, maybe they did I, uh, well, at, at that time I care. shut down yeah. already
1: Right, yeah. I, I just sat there for how, like an hour and I just went like I can't believe this is so happening So on
0: the evidence of that morning and afternoon they thought okay this guy's interesting yes. Maybe did a bit of research Okay he's got this, is it? Mm. Okay let's do it Yeah basically uh,
1: later on I found out from Michael as well that they... What happened was they had budget for three specials Right? So for Malaysia, lah. For, no, uh, they were, had budget for three. As in, one was Harith, one was Fakafas from Singapore, and they had budget for one more. But this, bu- this one is a smaller budget. So I had to kind of share the production with someone, and stuff like that. But they had already had went through a few comedians, and they found it unsuitable. But having seen me perform at Harith's opening the guys from the people from Netflix agreed that maybe this is the one. This fella, la, you ah. so, so that's when they started talking, hey, maybe we put this fuller So basically being in the right place at the right time, lah, if I wasn't
0: if you hadn't decided if I ago, haven't decided
1: yeah. to come back from Edinburgh early, yeah. I wouldn't not I would not be sitting here with you. i probably yeah. be, you know, somewhere But sometimes doing something you know,
0: else. people say things happen for a reason. Exactly. And in a way your life is fated. Yes. Right? Um but when, when they assess wh- whether a comedian makes, it, makes the cut or not, mm-hmm. what, kind of, what kind of criteria? Is I it because know. of the human travels or he, otherwise the comedian is too narrow or too parochial? You know? I, think,
1: I think they were looking for that as well. A little bit of everything. Like, I think a little bit of uh, material that works everywhere. Yeah. A little bit of uh, you know, the fact that I think they were looking for a certain type of comedian who they were thinking wanted to do a certain way like they they fig, they i think what they wanted was a comedian who who was fast paced mm. you know kind of this thing that's what they wanted like yeah, i think yeah. uh which is why they got like Harith was for one reason, he was the biggest comedian in Malaysia at that time, yeah. right? Uh, so,
0: by virtue of his just fame, uh, yes, yeah.
1: yes, virtue of fame, I think. I'm I'm not taking anything do they away. Share
0: data with you like how many downloads? No, of you, course not. Oh, they never, nothing. Do nah, oh, so, you're nothing. one and done, that's it. Yeah, you, they, that's it. Oh, that's shit, it. So, yeah. you're paid, that's it. That's it. So, ongoing relationship don't have like part two. No, part no, three. of course,
1: of course. I still know who, who these people are, they know who I am.
0: So, is that like an idea that okay, in a couple of years, we can do a refresher update, you know? No, 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 no.
1: I mean, the thing is you can't i have like i'm, I'm very sure uh, harith and uh, uh sorry jason has the same thing as well you have direct contact with them you yeah. can call them up and say hey i got this idea they will listen to you but the problem is is all depends on budget and how much they want to spend and stuff like that yeah, so yeah. I, i've pitched to them so many things but at the end of the day they, they never took it up because uh they, they, it's a policy issue in netflix malaysia as well where you know they only can buy ips and it's a budget issue as well because they need to, you know, yeah. pull out budgets from here and yeah. there. So they want, it, it's very difficult. Uh, that's why there's not, not been a special coming out ever since. Right? Mm. Even uh, even Jason's one was because they were kind of a little bit desperate during the pandemic to kind of have a uh, thing. In fact, they called they call a few comi- comics. They called me also, like, do you have anything? Yeah. I was yeah. like, I wish I did because yeah. I didn't. Uh, but just Jason more than
0: had, I say you have like, then at least
1: no cannot because I needed something to shoot I, we couldn 't go out at that time it was pandemic yeah, yeah it was m c o we couldn 't go out and shoot anything, so the problem was that Jason had shot his two years ago
0: so he just died so he it off, like. <laughs> yes That actually basically <laughs> what he did
1: yeah, right yeah. so for me i didn 't have that i had i had but it was not quality good enough
0: so what 's your process because i mean i I, I listened to a lot of joe rogan 's podcast right mm. and he, his his process. Is very very long one, you know. Like mm-hmm. um, he he'll he'll write the basic jokes when he's straight up, but then he does, you know. He'll he'll do a bit of alcohol or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then he'll add layers onto it. Mm-hmm. Then he'll he'll spend like maybe six months in the smaller clubs and mm-hmm. stress test the jokes, right. and then after like nine months, then he's got a finished product. Right. And, and then and then in the delivery of that, you know, those jokes, it's seamless because I see these guys, yeah. they don't um ah, they don't trip up. They, the timing is perfect. Gervais yeah. is the same thing. McIntyre is the same thing mm. so so these guys are so good, and it's so seamless you know What, what, what about your process?
1: My process is very different. I think uh, when you look at when you look at other comics in Malaysia, even some some comics write yeah. right, they write a whole like the whole show, they memorize it and then they have the That's show the other thing right? how yeah. do you
0: deliver a, an hour's worth of content off the top of your? Unless you've done it like a few hundred times already.
1: I guess, yeah, they do, they do, they do, they do, yeah. they do practice, rehearse and all yeah. that. Like, one of my favourite comics, Kwa Chen Han, like, I love how he, he writes, he, he's, his writing is just phenomenal, where he, this, this guy...
0: I know Kwa Chen Yeah, know, you know, yeah, right? Yeah. So
1: he, the, he, this is one, a true story, he, he didn't have a show, he, he bought a ticket, went to Kazakhstan, I think, uh, and came back with an hour. Wow. Yeah. Sure. I, I I wish I can do that. Right? So he's just observational. Uh? He, he's observational, he's storytelling and he's he's just I sometimes I feel so jealous because I feel I feel like I want to do that. I want to be able to just write. You know, I I like look, I grew up uh with a learning disability. I have dyslexia. Right? So basically for me reading writing was a challenge. So everything
0: is like from here. You just delivered from here. Yes.
1: So, but that's why with with Janjan Jen actually helped me because well after my after my Netflix right when my Netflix came out, remember I had two months to prepare. So, I you know basically I did the best off in yeah, in yeah. in Netflix. Now I have no material left. Yeah. Right. So when Netflix came out, uh, I had to write a new hour for me to tour ma. So at that time, I had maybe six months to write an hour, which was more than enough time to be honest but what happened was i could not write because i didn't understand my process i didn't understand what i was doing right and 3 months in i was going through depression already
0: oh sure and, and you know honestly there's a timeline coming, no right?
1: I, I know there's a timeline coming and i'm forcing myself and here's a here's a quote that i heard that i thought really made sense was art is like a fart yeah yeah. It's gotta just come out naturally. No, <laughs> yes. if you force it it's probably shit. Yeah. It's gonna all shit away a mess. Yes. So basically like and I called Janhan and I uh, and I told him like, Bro, how do you write? Can you please teach me? And he's he what he said to me was, Why are you writing? This is not you. Yeah. You are a brilliant comic who goes on stage and works out material. As it is. As it is. You are you are an ideas guy. Yeah. Take your idea and work
0: it out on stage. So like someone like Russell writing. Peters, right? Uh-huh. I think Russell Peter, the fucker ad libs on you know a lot of time. he yes. go in there, yes. he looked look at someone in the crowd. You know, there was one time he did this. The, he, there was a couple in the crowd, mm-hmm. right? So this, this Matsali woman and then married to an Indian guy, right? And then they look quite stuffy. So he started to make fun of the Matsali woman. Then, she, then he goes, you know, he likes to say, Oh, so where are you from? And then she's like, you know, prim and proper British woman. And I'm from Bedford. And so he starts making fun yes, of her. Yes. Bedford. Oh, England. Oh. No, so yeah. funny. So yes. funny. So for me... So it, are you like that, right?
1: I'm like that, yes. I, I'm very good at crowd work. But I try to refrain from doing a lot work, of la. crowd work.
0: Because yeah. uh, that's in a way cheating. Cheating yeah, la, it, it's
1: not, I wouldn't say cheating. It's, it's very good. Because it's, yeah. it's not an easy way out because not a lot of comics can do it. It's a skill that, you know, it's, it's a very acquired skill. But however i try to give uh material as well like something i worked on, i worked on this thing so for me it is a balance of the two right mm-hmm. but however basically th- th- that's when i realized that i need to have an idea of what i want to say go up on stage and kind of word it on stage because as as i found out that my mind on adhd and dyslexia is like it's on drugs right because my I can think three sentences ahead. Wow! Because my mind, basically dyslexia is your mind, your brain works faster than your eyes. Yeah. So you are processing information faster than your eyes can take. Yeah. Right? So basically when you're reading, your, you, the words are jumbling up because your mind is already processing something that you haven't seen. Right? So basically that's what's going on. So you've got ADHD as well? I have ADHD as well. So
0: how, how does that manifest and work?
1: Uh, in work for me, like, I cannot concentrate on writing and stuff like that. I sit down, I get distracted very fast. Right, and uh, plus, on top of that, dyslexia for me, writing also a problem. So, you know, it becomes a chore for me. I have to work extra hard for me to write. So, to be honest with you, until today, I have not written down my jokes. Wow.
0: <laughs> That's incredible, even for the Netflix even for- I mean okay, Netflix,
1: I did attempt to write it down, but those were jokes that already has been done so already muscle already already know. muscle already, so basically it was just a list of things I want to do, right so basically it wasn't this thing i i i I mean basically if I show you my my joke list, like the last show that I did, which was one hour, twenty minutes, was just forwards
0: <laughs> what were those forwards
1: those forwards were uh introduction, weed. Uh, coming in a bottle (laughs) and corporate okay so expand on weed okay no basically it was okay so the last special I did was called I'm sorry I shouted was basically a show about my vulnerabilities right the the dual side of me I'm angry uh, but you know I don't want to be but also the fact that in the pandemic, I realized that there was a lot of things that I've been through in my life that is quite embarrassing to talk about, right for instance, I was deemed infertile by the doctors, which is very difficult because uh you know it's very emasculating and yeah. it's very you can't talk to your friends and family about this
0: well it depends on what kind of person you are no?
1: yeah I mean but it. It's it's very difficult to for have For guys it is lah,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah especially
1: yeah. for guys. That's yeah. that's my whole point, right? Yeah. You know, if you're, you're a bunch of your friends and you buy them a beer and you go, Hey, my ball's not working, uh, my sperm cannot you're work. Swimming. Yeah, and then and they also be looking like, Hey bro, did you
0: <laughs> Did you do something Did you did, did you, did you
1: what, what, what are you trying to say? Right? <laughs> so for me that was that was an issue, right? And I basically wrote that show because I wanted to tell people that look Men should be able to Talk about this Talk shit. about yeah. You know, be that friend yeah. In fact we, we I think People are willing to talk yeah. It's just that Not many people are willing to listen Right As men As friends Especially yeah, Your start, male friends yeah, you, like, you, you start but, talking You start talking about your problems Right Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You girl are you, What is this You know Drink, ah, drink what <laughs> Like the, And it's not helping Like because I had a friend Who actually uh, Committed suicide In the during the pandemic, and it was a very difficult time, and I realised that only if he would have talked about his problem, maybe we could have helped him. And I, look, I'm not, the problem is the blame is on me, as being a good friend, right? Because I, we together as, as a society, especially as men, have a stigma of not talking about our problems, yeah. right? We, we, when, we, when we hang out together, all we talk about is Liverpool, and Manchester and United. And it's getting worse.
0: Yes. It's getting worse because of political correctness. Yes. So the thing is, that's why I love comedy, because comedy talks about everything and there's almost no boundaries. Yeah. There are boundaries, but the boundaries are far in the bloody exactly. distance, right? So someone like Ricky Gervais, he, he who's saying that nothing's off limits because if you talk about it and then you go through it, and it makes you in- invincible because exactly. you, you can discuss it, right? Yeah. And even his mother's death and all that. Mm. Yeah, he'll talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, at the end of the day, what are you? One in 4.3 trillion times chance of probability of making out as a human being. Exactly. Then you're here for a fucking split second. Yeah. 60, 70, 80 years if you're lucky. Yeah. And then you're gone. Exactly. W- why you get head up about all kinds of shit, right? No, which is why... That's why I, was, I, that's why I love comedy.
1: Which is why I was very proud of my last special because I felt like it's something that I have evolved into rather than doing ha ha jokes, 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 you know, yeah. it, which is nice. But the problem was this this special for me was not just ha ha, right? It was ha ha, got downs, got ups. And it was a em- roller coaster of emotions because I take people through my anger, through my frustrations, through my sadness. Uh, like, for instance, I talk about having a miscarriage, you know, how. It was very sad at that time, and then I bring them up again to yeah. another you know frustrated to my to my to my uh, family who you know basically all they wanted was a child, yeah like you know ever since the the day I got married, like when you're getting a baby I'm like we're still at the wedding, can you wait <laughs> yeah. like you know it, it, that kind of thing, so basically it was frustrations all, all emotions, and it was very i i I was very proud of it because I felt like there was an there was a natural transcend-, transcend to a different type of comedy. Instead of the usual, hey, look at me, I'm, you know, this is a funny thing, this is a funny thing. This." It's constant laughter, yeah. which yeah. I feel like I need to evolve to do more things. Instead yeah. of just just making you laugh, I need to make you think, I need to make you learn, I need to make you, you know, kind of sad, I need to make you kind of happy, I need to kinda make you kind of angry and frustrated. So, yeah, these kind of emotions I really want to do rather than just laughter.
0: Yeah, because there's a maturity to that humour yeah. already. There's a maturity to the comedy. You've graduated to the top exactly. ranks. And for me, the best example of that is someone like Chappelle, right? Um, Dave yes. Chappelle of the US. He is considered one of the doyens of American comedy. Yes. And he's in his, what, early 50s now? Maybe late 40s? He's been around the block a few times. Lah. Yeah. He's had his crashes, he had his peaks, and now he's on the rise yes. again. And in telling the story, there's a lot of racism and you know, anti-black stuff in America, his poverty, his, his drug use, and mm. he became a Muslim, and da 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 yes, da right? Yes, yes. Um, but in telling his story, you, you get taken on that, exactly like you, you take him on the right, and a lot of it is funny yeah. because it's dark human, but it's human yes. nonetheless. I mean, I mean you, yeah, some, some of it is ar- dark, some yeah. of it is
1: light, yeah. yeah. I mean, like another example that would be great for this would be Mike Perbiglia.
0: Yeah, I've not heard of him, though.
1: You've not heard of him? Oh. Okay, you have to, he's, he's a storyteller-comedian. And he's one of my favourites in the world. The way he tells a story, he brings you on this emotional ride. And you can laugh and cry at the same time. It's just, it, it's like, one Richard of
0: the Richard Pryor used to make you laugh and cry at the same yes, time. Yes, but right? Richard
1: Pryor was a little bit more rough. Yeah. Whereas Mike Briglia is so much more polished in the storytelling art, where he can he can basically, his whole show, for an hour is one story
0: yeah.
1: but it's jokes in between and yeah. it's tangents in between but it's basically one story arc and that's what i loved about mike Babiglia and uh, another welsh comedian called rod gilbert which is in any anywhere since 2006 until now if you ask me who my favorite comedian is is rod gilbert and how he does that story arc of of being this frustrated person from one end to another, and so, it,
0: so th- there's a lot of self de- deprecation as well it's
1: self deprecation but also the fact that it's it's a it, it's real life yeah because and you can relate to it yes because it's it's basically a story about okay like 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 Mike was the last special he did not uh thank God for the jokes it 's on netflix uh he he tells a story about how his life changed from getting married, having a child to you know, basically going through that life. Yeah. And it's just one story. And it's very, in the way he tells the story is very soothing, very relaxing. And also he takes you through this, this, this whole... Yeah. Peaks and traps. Peaks yeah. and... Yeah. yeah, it's basically this roller coaster of emotions that you go through and you, you just feel good about yourself and you relate well, cause to him. Because how screwed up his life is. He, no, not that. <laughs> it's, it's got nothing to do with how screwed up his life is. Yeah. It's just that you relate to this man. Yeah. You relate to this man through his stories and you think to yourself, this is me. This is who yeah, I am. This, this is what I've been through. Right? Yeah. And if you haven't been through the same thing, you could like, oh, this is what, how I would react if I went yeah. through this. It's a very human story. It's a yeah. very human story. And that kind of, that, as a comedian, although I want to make people laugh, if I can make somebody cry, if I can make somebody feel feelings that a human can feel, for me I've done my job. Yeah. I, I want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to just have a one dimensional joke, joke, ha ha funny. I would like to have a more dimensions to the fact that, hey, you know, I made you feel things that you usually don't feel. Yeah. Like for instance, one of my one one of the reviews that I got for my show was that the the journalist said that I didn't know there was this kind of comedy in Malaysia. It took me up high, it took me down low and for me when i read that i was like oh you know
0: yeah and i feels... think that not every comedian can do that because i think russell peters hasn't been able to make the transition yeah i think I, I i get the sense now mm. that he's reached this age and he hasn't transitioned to the Chappelle level whereas he should have Where, yeah fair and, enough and a good example for me is is also uncle roger you know uncle roger the rise yeah. thing he he's like come on how long you're gonna beat that drum right I mean, I don't know the guy, don't get me wrong. Right? I, I know him personally right. actually, I met yeah. him.
1: I, you know, remember I said in uh, 2017 I went to Edinburgh, that's where I met Nigel. And Nigel and I became friends. Yeah. And we did Comedy Central together just before yeah. uh, he, the Uncle Roger character came out. And I know this guy and he's one of the hardest working comedians.
0: No, hard work is one thing, that's yeah. a given, right? But you also can have that character, mm. that talent to transition and keep going upwards. Yeah. I think Chappelle no, does it very that's, well. That's the right? problem,
1: Uncle Roger was a character and but it's not one his dimensional. Stand-up. Yes, it's very one dimensional, but it's a character of his stand up. No, it's a character, not his stand up.
0: But the thing is Uncle Roger is funnier than i Ni- I'm really sorry Nigel, I don't <laughs> know. No no, no 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 no. <laughs> I I
1: don't think he's watching. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> In case,
0: right? Uncle Roger is funnier than than Nigel in person. That's that's a real problem. Yes, Don't it is. No, so? I no,
1: I I honestly feel like Nigel is a very funny comedian. I I I like Nigel's comedy, and I I feel like you know they say, and I the the thing is my introduction to Nigel has been has predated Uncle Roger, right? I know that he did a lot of uh, character work on his videos to kind of you know get more noticed. In, in on on online obviously because that's how nowadays is basically social if you're viral on social media therefore you become a popular comedian right yeah, yeah. the problem was that he got viral by this character called Uncle Roger and that's what people want already yeah and that's a problem it's a problem it's a problem for him because now he when he do stand up. He has to bring Uncle Roger with yeah. him. Like, and he can't do just Nigel Ung because yeah. when he comes out as Nigel Ung, people get upset because yeah. people want to see Uncle Roger. Yeah. And at that point, for him, he has a dilemma because... Like, I still have to do this shit. Yeah. But it's I like, want to do it, this
0: it, shit. It's like that actor, what is it, Hemsworth, right? Who can only ever do Thor. Yeah. He's fucked now, right? Yeah. He said yeah. Jason Momoa can only ever be Aquaman. Yeah. And that's it, right? Yeah. It, yeah. There's
1: no... There's, like, what, I think the problem with the, with society now is that we're so social media crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That That is the character we want yeah. and that's what we want. You, have, you you cannot be anything else.
0: So, you have, it's an art. You've got to grow in your art. Yeah. Like, um, if you used to paint in a certain way at 25... If you're still painting that certain way at 35, you've not graduated as an artist. So Look, comedians are the same thing. It's a constantly re, re, um, refreshing process. Yeah. You've got to shed your skin, grow a new skin. Hopefully the problem, that new skin is as good as the old skin. The
1: problem with Uncle Roger is, I, I feel like, can he... Like, if, let's say he drops it, he drops the Uncle Roger character now.
0: He's screwed. Yeah, he's screwed. He screwed. Nobody,
1: nobody will care anymore. Yeah. So that's why he still holds on to it. And the thing is, to be fair, would I have done the same thing? Probably not. Yeah. I wouldn't have started. This is a
0: curse, right? Yeah. Way, right? I, I
1: don't know. Maybe for me, I wouldn't have done, let's say, an Uncle Raju. Yeah. Right? I, I, would, I would not have started that with that. Because I, I have, again, very different values from Nigel. And I I'm sure if you ask him, would he do it again? He probably would
0: yeah because it's brought him a lot of money yeah
1: i mean yes. i wish i had that kind of money also <laughs> la.
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean? yeah so it's better than one trick pony that minted it rather than having no trick like, yeah tadpoles right yeah yeah like i i don't have anything viral on social media and so yeah that's the other thing right mm. uh, a lot of like um success nowadays comes from your channel right your yeah. instagram your tiktok your youtube yeah um what what holds people back from doing this? Because you're you're already in front of a screen. You're already in front of an audience. Is it the production? Is it No, the work? it's just
1: I as a as the a discipline? as a resident old person, yeah. I don't understand social media. I really yeah. don't and do you're like how much younger than me, la? I know, but I'm o i also predate social media. I also predate I remember having my first phone when I was was when I was eighteen, I had a three three one zero. Yeah, so basically, that's why I go social media at the time, right, the worst, the best thing you can do on three three one zero is play snake, right, <laughs> so, <laughs> now, everything is here, right, because, yeah. like, we had to send our daughter to, like, the doctors, because we had to surgically remove her phone from my hand, so,
0: <laughs> Okay, that was a joke, <laughs> <laughs> No I almost took you literally yeah,
1: yeah, I know, I know, that, that, yeah, that <laughs> that's a comedy thing, huh? build you up and then drop you down, <laughs> so, no, the thing is, everybody is like this now, so, it, it becomes part of life. And I don't understand what people want from social media. You see, for instance, we come from a time where if you have talent, you get noticed. you
0: surface, But now you can't you play. Now, no, you've got
1: talent, so nobody cares about right. you. You can be the best singer in the world. If you're not viral on social media, nobody knows about Dude,
0: you. Kumar from Singapore. Yes. Fucking hilarious, right? Transvestite humor is always fun. Mm-hmm. Like. Eddie is it. Yeah. Eddie is, is great because he's a guy that likes girls. Who then dresses up as a woman mm. who still likes girls, mm. but he he's actually still a guy who likes yes. girls. So <laughs> that's genius, right? Yes. Kuma is a full-blown tranny, right? Uh, no, not really. not really, not really. Yeah, okay, I don't know. He looks yeah. like it, though.
1: No, no, he he is a uh, transvestite, as in the fact that he, he dresses in women's clothes, yeah. but on stage, right? Yeah, so but he's in real life, voice, he doesn't. Yeah. But he does. Yeah, no. But in real life, it, it's a stage persona that he has. Yeah. But in everyday life, he doesn't really dress dress. Yeah, or put on makeup or stuff like that
0: but he, he, he is tailor made for, yes. for. but he doesn't have his own cha- channel
1: no the thing is he is viral though
0: he is viral yeah but
1: not on his own channel correct like, so Because he's not in control of the shots no he's not in control of what goes out what comes in but then again you, you have to understand that he does uh, like me doesn't understand social media and and the thing is he's already out there so let it be and the thing is either way he's still, he's still getting viral
0: so the problem is artists are not the usually businessmen like, yes. Uh, like, like for we need example, to
1: hire our social media guys.
0: Yeah, like Ansel Adams, the very famous photographer, was also a very good businessman. Yes. So he made a lot of money when he was alive yes. with his shots. Ansel Adams, you know, landscape, right? Yeah, but artists here's the art thing there's a lot of businessmen.
1: There's a lot of very good businessmen who are
0: so, so less
1: than average artists who also make a lot of money. Yeah. Now, that's the thing. Social media is like that. There's a lot, like, I work on radio now right and the thing is a lot of our the songs that we play on radio nowadays is not songs that have sold enough albums it's not sol- uh, songs that are popular it's songs that are viral on tiktok if what? you are viral are you on serious? tiktok it's a it's a song on radio now
0: wow that is insane man yes
1: yeah, so basically we, we cut the middlemen are being cut out by social media which is a good
0: thing i think which is a
1: good thing and a bad thing at the same time because at the end of the day any, 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 like sometimes uh, I feel like, okay, you know, this is a very personal point of mine, okay? But I feel like some of the songs that are viral on TikTok Has a very good hook, but the rest of the song is it's not good. Therapy, yeah. right, but the thing is, because it's is viral is on TikTok, it becomes a song that you play on radio and it's yeah. the whole song, and sometimes you listen to it, you're like, yeah, what song is so this? So
0: it's not technically perfect. Like, yeah. Like, so, like someone like Dua Lipa, Mm. is tailor made for like TikTok because very very catchy, very hooky. Yes, but no, not... no. But also
1: the songs are very good, lah.
0: Okay, lah. But it's 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 not. Yeah, I like it, lah. I like, I like la. du- you know? the, yeah, yeah,
1: no. Okay, fair. No, Dolly is a very good, yeah. uh, singer. I think she uh, this thing. Like for instance, we would we would take for example Bella Porch. Yeah. Right. Bella Porch is a TikTok. Uh, she was viral on TikTok. Yeah. Right, and then she made a song, and that song suddenly became. Uh, You know Became a song And it it started Yeah yeah, But the song itself Was not very technically good Uh, I I, Personally I don't think it's a good song However uh, Other people might Might differ Uh, And I think that You know Technically I think the song Is very basic But it became viral And therefore She made millions of dollars From that song Because Mm -hmm. it got played on radio It got this It got that Everything Everything was there
0: So a bit like Uncle Roger
1: A bit (laughs) lah But however When you look at it Dua Lipa however is a very technic- technically gifted singer so? I think so, I think she can
0: Maybe it hides behind the, maybe it's, it's disguised behind the poppy vanilla but Yes,
1: no 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 but she can sing Like that That girl can really sing Like if you give her a mic she can she can do a lot of stuff Like Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande is is a good example of both yeah. Social media, yeah. uh, viral virality and also very good uh, vocal chords
0: so for someone like you, a comedian, mm, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, you. there's a shelf life to art. Everybody knows that, right? Mm. This, this piece, it's like to, to me now, Russell Peters, he's kind of lost his, his, his sheen. Right. I used to love him 10, right, 15 right. years ago. Fantastic. But now it's like he, he's lost a little bit of it. You know what I mean? Mm. Artists are like that. Like Casey Neistat on YouTube. He's one of the granddaddies okay. of, of YouTube, right? Mm. But now the stuff he produces, it's like he, he's missing something now. Mm. It, sometimes it disappears, you know, and and yes. and that can be troublesome. I think you know what I mean. So yeah. So f- for for business purposes, for longevity, to make sure that you're f- you still have food on the table, you know, you have got to crack the code and then somehow use the intellectual property, own it, you know, mm. own the catalog and. I, uh, otherwise. I mean, you
1: know, owning the catalog it, is basically for us. Is basically to record it and basically put it out lah. That's that's how we get to own. But what you're talking about is also. Evolution, yeah. As a you got to keep evolving. Yeah, you've got to keep evolving based on. Uh, one thing we are very lucky with in Malaysia is that the audience is evolving together with the comic. Right, because that's an assumption, right? No, it's not an assumption. It's actually fact because when we started, right, uh, as green as the comedians were, yeah, the audiences were green as well,
0: right. So, humor in those days, I remember Jit Murad and mm. Joanna Carpenter really was just funny because she was just swearing and she was yes, very yes, she was so Yeah, Yeah, she yeah. was. But that yeah. was what the audience wanted to hear at that Actually, time. Actually, she now? Uh?
1: She's still doing comedy. Really? Yes, yes. Wow. She She also has evolved and she's doing very, very well now. Okay, uh, you, you see, the thing is with, with Harith and, and Joanne, I think when we came out in 2006 and we had this revolution of comedy and we started you know revolving yeah. yeah. i think it gave them a little bit of a kick in the backside because i i i'm very sure even joanne has admitted and even harith has admitted that our emergence kind of basically biting at their heels yeah. made them want to evolve a little bit so that they also
0: and what they did for for comedy at that time mm. open the doors for, yes, you for guys, us right? yeah.
1: yes definitely open the doors for us and then what we have done by evolving into this comedy revolution they also had to evolve to become more than what they were right so you see like for instance like you you use a very good example in russell peters russell peters was the the icon of comedy for asia right because before russell peters in 2005 uh when youtube became a thing it, before that was like we spoke about la eddie murphy richard Pryor. Uh, ...Robin Williams, Carlin, uh, Bill maher all these people, if you notice, were white or black, right? And what they spoke about was the problems of white and black people. Yeah. Asians cannot relate, yeah. right? Until we, Russell Peters came Until along. Russell Peters came out and started talking about Chinese people, yeah. Indian people, yeah. this... Pe- and suddenly, now we Asians had something to relate to in comedy. Yeah. Immediately, we latched on to Russell Peters, and Russell Peters... I mean, he made a lot of money, obviously, but he also embraced that yeah. and did that. That that was his shtick, yeah. right? So his was, I do Asian stereotypes, right? All the other people do white stereotypes, black stereotypes, yeah. American stereotypes. Yeah. We Asians couldn't follow. So
0: finding the category, so then in a way that opened the doors for people like Hassan Minna, yes. Trevor Noah, yes. and Joe Coy and all that, right? Yes. And that's when, you forget about all these people, Okay, it opened the
1: doors for multiple Asian comics in Asia, because now Asian audiences are thinking, oh, there is comedy for Asian people now. There is a market, yeah. You know, forget forget about all these Hasan minages and all this. Because they already had a market. Correct. In in and still North yeah, America, right? It's still yeah. North America. They don't come here. Like it opened the doors for me. It opened the doors for the multiple Indian in India comics, China as comedy now because of this, right? The problem is that, uh, sorry, uh, what's his name, uh, Russell Peters never evolved. He kept doing the same stereotypes, yeah, and yeah. he kept doing that. That's that, troublesome. That's his shtick. Now, the thing is, he, you and I can sit down here and discuss about this. Flood's still making millions. Said than yeah, he, yeah. he, look, yeah. He's here to that. that Look, he's still coming to Malaysia next year. He's still going to sell out a stadium. He's still going to make a lot of money. He's still going to go back and he's going to cry at the bank. Right <laughs> So we can talk about All the fact that Oh the never evolved La The fluent not funny La The He's still going to make a lot of money And we're still going to sit here And, and do a podcast still pay for the ticket Exactly yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter Right At the end of the day Hey Look It's a business You do what you think is right Right So basically for me I want to evolve I want to evolve As a comic To do different things To do You know To do To be a bit more of a they say, and I, I see my audience evolving with me. I really do. Like I, when I started, I remember doing all these racial, racial jokes. You know, Malay is this, Chinese is this, Indian is this. Yeah. Like you no, know, actually do that is a fall flat. No, now, right? now a flat. It's not only fall flat, but also the fact that I feel like my audience want more yeah. than this. And also, I travel a lot, so I can't do that anymore. Right. Now I combine them to a Malaysian stereotype because all the stereotypes are, to be honest. They say what? Uh, Indian come late. Hey, Chinese people also come late. Yeah. Malay people also come late. Yeah, yeah. You know, or oh, but they say uh, what? Uh, 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 Malay people lazy. Come on, lah. Uh, Chinese people also lazy. I'm fucking. Yeah, lazy. I'm so lazy, bro? <laughs> you know, eh, you, you know. Oh. They say what? Uh, Chinese people stingy. Bro, have Look, you met I mean, some Indian? <laughs> yeah, words. same thing. <laughs> Malay <was> also <laughs> same. It's it's about being thrifty. It's a Malaysian yeah. stereotype. It's yeah. got nothing to do with your race anymore. So at the end of the day, you know. Now I'm more of a. Malaysian, hey, let's talk about the Malaysian Sevta, which I can easily travel with because now I can tell people, hey, this is the Malaysian Sevta, Malaysians are like this, right, and, and also the fact that I want to talk about more deeper, meaningful things than this, thing. and I see my, my audience evolving with that like the last special I did was up and down, up and down, right, I could see the audience accepting this as i didn't know i could feel like this in a comedy yeah, show yeah. Like, I, after that you know the social media people put, put reviews or uh, people just you know hey great show duh. and i could f- i could feel people in people write uh, p- people were writing also uh, the fact that they were taken to a journey yeah. and they didn't know that they could go to a comedy comedy show and not only feel laughter They could feel so many other emotions as well
0: But if you do JB, KL, Penang That's mm-hmm. fine But if you do like say Kemaman okay Would you do Kamaman, mm. You wouldn't do Kamaman, right? Or no lah I mean, like say Bagan Sarai right? No the problem But, but then they wouldn't It's so, not so like I don't want
1: to do Don't get me wrong I would no love audience, to yeah. do Kemaman I mean I'll do an audience of 3 people lah like, If they pay 30,000 each lah right? Yeah lah No the problem the pro- <laughs> I would Look I would do it for free I honestly would But the problem is There's no There's no audience there So like Would you sell Would you sell Would you sell, Would you open a shop a iMac shop In the middle of Kebaman
0: Okay I get your point But yeah. the thing is There's still it, It's not a broad based thing It's not a broad based maturity I, I'd like to think The whole country Is getting smarter you, More, ex- you you also more knowledgeable got, yes. But look, look at what happened To, the, to Crack House right When Ben Gaze <sighs> You know that one right Yes, what the yes. hell, man? No, right. So I what
1: mean, happened there? Listen, that's got nothing to do with a comedy audience. That's got nothing to do with uh, with sane people, to be honest. The people who are upset has never been and never will be going okay. to a comedy club. They have never seen a comedy show before in their life. They don't even understand what is comedy in Malaysia. And especially, as I said, you, you, you bring up Kemaman. If I was doing comedy in Malay, yeah, I would do a show in Gamaman. I'm sure there is shows yeah, yeah. of uh, Malay comedy because that's the market there, right? We do more urban market because we speak English, right? It's an English-speaking comedy, and I, the reason why I do English-speaking and not Malay-speaking is because I would like to travel, right? And yeah. I've done I've done as well. I didn't do well, but I did yeah. it, right? I I I put my hat out there already, uh, but however, I. I feel like uh, the crack house thing happened because of few people who basically wanted to latch on to something for their political gain. And it's one of those things where the people who, who were upset, and we've, we've tested this theory, the people who are upset has got nothing to do with, with this thing. It was, just, it was just a bunch of people who basically wanted to be upset about something. Yeah and it's very simple because both me and Rizal okay i mean obviously Rizal more than me but we both got hate on social media we both got i got personal WhatsApps, calls people were calling me and saying why you do this and stuff like that. i'm very sure Rizal had got worse and but the thing is both me and Rizal have been traveling since and i went to uh you know uh teoman and i met people mm. right who basically were like hey Unique comedian and and I'm like yeah and they, they they sit down with me and they're like you know that whole thing yeah nobody found it out nobody was upset yeah I mean what that girl did that was a whole different story and it's got nothing to do with That's comedy it, yeah. nothing to do with comedy nothing to do with the club now the thing was people are outraged and those people who are outraged has never been never will be and never they will never go to a comedy show and enjoy
0: it. So, thankfully, they these guys would stay in the minority, but these minorities sometimes make the most noise. Yes. So that makes someone like you and your work a little bit more difficult. Lah, because yeah. do, do you know what I mean? Because artists have always encountered opposition to their ideas and to the way they deliver their art. That right? means you're doing writing. Yeah. That in a no way, right? Yeah. yeah, that means
1: you're doing writing. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, here's the thing, though. I mean, it, it's just weird. Lah. I mean, we will. People wanna get angry, they will get angry at anything anything lah. La. Yeah. La. you can you can do the nice you can sing na shit also people will get upset with you lah. you know you oh you said the wrong word, you said the wrong pronunciation of things listen, like I remember there was once uh, people were upset about a book that was in sejarah and it was it was something about the word pariah in the book right. And everybody got upset, so upset. They were writing letters. There was, uh, you know, in every magazine and newspaper, there were notes to the editor.
0: There's a lot of people were lot of time in their hands. La. I mean, mm. we, we had out so of much.
1: Out of all people, zero people read the book. Yeah. None of it's them a, read they, the book. They just got fed up with that they, one they, thing. They, yeah. It's just the one word, pariah, in there. And when I read the book, I was like, Ayala oh, yeah, la, correct. La. That was the correct word used at the correct time. And that's what they said. And then everybody was like, they lost their minds. Yeah. Nobody read the book.
0: Yeah. Do you know what, right? There, there's been, this world is so full of these um, incidents that make so many people angry, but it's so small. Yeah. Like I had a friend who was traveling through the Middle East like 20 years ago, right? And uh, there was a little skirmish by the. He was in, I think, Iraq or Afghanistan or something, right? Mm. He was having breakfast in the market, you know, peaceful, everybody's having fun, right? So there's a little skirmish over there. Mm. All the TV crews and CNN was there, Al Jazeera mm. was there, BBC was there. Oh, and then it was being beamed worldwide. Oh, okay. this is happening in Iraq. It's it's a mess. Oh, my friend is having his his breakfast. You know, it's uh, nothing. So you don't realise how nice the country is yes. until you go there, right? Yeah. It's like, same thing lah. This book, maybe it's fantastically written, nobody's read it. Yes. But one word, pariah, oh, big fuss. Yeah, big fuss. And first. then social media amplifies it. Exactly. Like, I, I, d- the I remember
1: else? there was this one video of this <coughs> old white man in Thailand, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he got punched
0: I think I and that. knocked out. I think I saw that. Everybody yeah. got upset. Everybody yeah. was
1: like, "Murder!" He, this man who punched the old man, got death threats. Yeah. Right. And basically, everybody was, like, "How dare you punch an old man?" Blah 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 blah. And then, someone shared a different perspective of the video before what happened. Mm. This old man was apparently he was drunk, mm. hit the uh, had an accident with this uh, Thai man, and then. Uh, basically came out with a sword and threatened to kill that man and then eventually this Thai man lost patience and just whack and the (coughs) fellow fell down right so you what you don't because the and but the problem was damage done already this (coughs) fellow was being blamed for something that he did but he was provoked now when they saw the whole video everybody was like oh okay that makes sense right because now you understand where this flow is coming from. Because if someone threatens you with a knife, you also have to defend yourself.
0: So it's like what you say, lah, right? People are maturing, which is a good thing. Yeah. So in the past, people would be like, um, they would get all emotional about the what happened. Mm-hmm. Or what happened was this guy got hit at yeah, the... yeah. But. not. But now people are asking why that happened to result in the what. But not it, enough, not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Not not enough. It's, it's like this war in Ukraine, right? Everybody mm-hmm. says, oh, Putin is a bad man. That's what happened. Putin did it attack the Ukraine. But why? Nobody talks about the past 20 years, the past 30 years. The NATO thing. and The stuff NATO like that. thing. And the I still don't and agree
1: that. with it. Don't get me no, wrong. No, yeah. But there's, you there's understand it.
0: anything There's which which, which uh, allows a country to avail. Yeah. But there's a certain point. There are limits to why, to what people can accept and what they can't. And beyond that, that's why the what happens. are. Ah. Yeah. It's like this guy that gets drunk and he threatens this guy. with a, Of course, the Thai guy is going to react. Yeah, wow, exactly. I mean, what the hell, man? I mean, you like, for
1: instance, like, if you if you look at you, you, like, when you said, like, you know, people, people are asking why, not enough. Though, because there is, social media has amplified a lot of voices, right? And the problem is the loudest voice is either extreme right or extreme left.
0: Yeah, the most strident. These these are the
1: loudest voices.
0: The silent majority will never make noise. Never make right.
1: noise, right? And and here's the thing, the the extreme left has always been the the best at social media. Yeah. Right? Because they use social media to cancel people, to do this, to do that and to spread a bit. Sometimes good, sometimes can you all come down. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Still come down. <laughs> uh like, you know, there's sometimes like, you know, oh you can't use the word que I'm like, yeah, yeah please. Okay? the like, world is getting yeah, wider, yeah. Wider, Ma- wider. Oh, you cannot have you know the word man anyway i'm like hey yeah, pizza, this you
0: so so i, I so i want to ask you right mm. actually you, you're a bit of an anomaly because you're a comedian you're a very social creature. You're obviously very good at, at winning crowds over, right? Uh, okay. But you don't like people. And I agree because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because people are weird, right? Yeah. And they're getting weirder and weirder okay. by the year.
1: I have to explain. It's not that like I don't like people.
0: No, it's not, sorry, yeah. I, I yeah. probably <laughs> it's just, you. Don't no. make me sound no, no, like no, no. this anti-social, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> in a <the> cave somewhere, <laughs> I don't like people. As an older guy, <laughs> as an older guy, right, I understand people are Oh. They're full of their pattern, like yeah. all kinds of colours and stuff, right? uh, yeah. And to me now, I choose my interactions, I, mm. I choose my meetings, I choose my the people I'm, I'm with Because people are very tiring and stressful to me, yeah. you know? No, and, and there is a reason for this because I am
1: socially awkward and I have social anxiety It's very difficult for me to talk to people who I just met But I,
0: here, here we are, okay. we You just met you see,
1: this is a character I'm playing, right? I, I know how to work the camera I know how to be a sociable yeah, person I, understand. I don't know if you noticed this but when I first met you downstairs yeah, yeah. it was very hard for me to make eye contact with you right and that is not that's the ADHD thing yeah it's in, not yeah. only the ADHD thing but it was also for me that I, I, I have to put effort yeah. into a social interaction yeah. and it, Honestly, I can tell you, it makes me very tired at the end. Yeah. Right? And can you imagine, like... Hey, after- thanks for doing this. Then, no, right? no, bro, bro. bro. <laughs> uh, you'll get my bill. But, <laughs> but no, but you see, like, for instance, for me, doing this is, is, is a job for me. It's, it's it's you know... Yeah. It,
0: it builds a profile, right? It yeah. Uh, shared. Uh, but
1: just imagine after a show, right, I have to meet hundreds of people. Dude, that's so tiring, man. Yeah, it, for me, I just did a show. That's yeah. in, in itself tiring. After that, I have to kind of... So it, it's very it's very emotionally draining for me to do this. And and sometimes... And you have to be... Correct. That kind social. Of, yeah, yeah. You have to be social. I mean, you have to be nice to people. Yeah. And I, I don't want to be nice to people. It's not... Yeah. I, 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 I've got... I, I don't want to be mean to people. I really yeah. don't. I, 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 I genuinely cherish and, and thankful that you bought tickets to my show. And I yeah. love you for it. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, like, sometimes after a show, I... I you know, I love people coming up to me and telling me stories as well, because I, as I was telling you earlier, you make this one-way connection with the audience, because as you're telling your personal stories, the audience connects with you, right? They, they are feeling this connection because you are telling them a personal story, yeah. you are confiding in them, and they make this connection. You, however, are not making a connection at all to anybody, yeah. right? Because it's it's an audience, it's it's a, yeah. it's one, a one living entity, street, right? So yeah, it's a one-way street. So basically, after the show, they'll come up to you and be like, "Oh, you know, I love the show and this thing, that thing. I will tell you about a story about my grandmother." <laughs> and you are like, "Oh my God, can you please? I cannot take this right now." Yeah. And, and the worst idea. thing they will do is after that, "Oh, you can use that story." I'm
0: like, "Yes, yeah, okay, that's exactly
1: you. what I need right now—a story about my Chinese grandmother." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is it true that um, comics are, are quite troubled individuals? I mean, uh, Robin Williams, right? Mm. So funny, but so troubled, right? Yes. Um, who else? So, so many are the sakan. Yeah, so, yeah. so many, yeah. It's, it's
1: weird. Right? Like, I mean, I, I don't just think it's com- comedians. I think it's performers in general. Co-
0: yeah, performers, right?
1: I think uh, now, especially, with this age, modern age, right? Yeah. It's, it's just... We're I mean, just so much more out there. And... Like uh, like the guy from Lincoln Park, Chester Benf- Beddingfield yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. We struggle. I I mean I've been through depression a few times in my life, especially after I became a comedian, because there is a need for you to kind of fake your emotions. Yeah. And I said, and as I said, it's very right. emotionally draining and right. stuff like that. And for you to feel what you feel is very hormonal.
0: Is it at all possible to be as real as possible and just... No, no,
1: we genuinely we genuinely feel the feelings we feel, yeah. don't get me wrong, but the problem is... But the, the persona is a little bit, little bit of an artifice, isn't it? Right. I, yes, it is, but also the fact that you have to understand that depression is nothing to do with how you feel. It's yeah. very hormonal. It's a clinical thing. Yeah. You feel sad, you don't know why don't you know feel why. sad. Yeah. And I, I mean, obviously, you know, based on... Psychiatrists and 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 psychologists, you 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 know for a fact that it's very hormonal. So with comedians and performers, what we do is we fake happiness so much that our body seems to think we don't need the happiness hormone anymore. Mm. Dopamine and serotonin just drops, yeah. and the problem with that is we don't get unless we're on stage. Mm. We are not getting this that dopamine, dopamine fix, yeah. yeah, fix. So basically, on stage we are fine. When we get off stage, that's when it dips, yeah, yeah. and that's what happens to us. And basically, we just have this
0: thing, you know. And people expect you to be. Yeah, funny all and, time then, and then, the then the
1: worst part is people get then find the bottle or find drugs, and yeah. that's how they get. Yeah, and then they become. I think that's
0: dep- what happened with Robin Williams. Yes,
1: right? and uh, he was, I mean, the alcohol and the drugs and you know uh, there's so many others uh, that you know basically fell into this trap of yeah. alcohol drugs and stuff yeah. like i uh, thank god i mean you know i can come out of this yeah yeah you know i don't drink anymore i yeah. definitely don't take drugs yeah. as much but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't lie don't but <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's very easy yeah Do, I, 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 I i can tell yeah. you because all we want is dopamine yeah. we are, we we are not we, I can tell you a lot of people who are alcoholics and 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 drug addicts they're not they're not alcohol and drug addicts
0: yeah.
1: they are dopamine addicts and yeah. they all they want is just to feel normal yeah. and that's the only way they can and it be the worst part is with alcohol and drugs is because you know it brings you even worse down yeah right it yeah. drags you even further and then it just ma- it brings you to a whole different level uh, there's a lot of level headers, level heads out there but they' also there's also a lot who are not yeah uh yeah.
0: What about exercise and working out and, you know, just the natural fix? Because, you know, obviously you... you, you you're do... talking the wrong guy. Uh? Yeah, I know, but, dude, <laughs> but but there's a real no, no, natural I mean, solution there, you know. Like it is, it is, of sunshine course. And... Yeah, but,
1: I mean, I, I love playing futsal. That's my thing. That's yeah. my, my enjoyment, right? Yeah. This is... I hate going to the gym because I feel... No, well, that... right, you
0: don't have to go to the gym. Right? You just go and work out, just go for a walk. Or... I know,
1: I, I, I do walk sometimes yeah. and, like, swim. I love swimming. I love water. Uh, but for me, futsal is the the, the thing, la. The thing like, because it's a more social this thing. I, I, I'll tell you why I don't like gym. Okay, I know I know a lot of people out there go to, go to the gym. Uh, it's, how can I you say gym, it's not? No, fun? No, I, I hate, hate games, gym I hate because games. I feel inadequate. I feel so inadequate when I go to a gym because this guy is working out and I'm just basically bench pressing a bar, I, like I, without I, even the weights.
0: I, I don't care about other people, but what no, I, don't I know like is is the fact that it's it's artificial air. Yes, and you're confined okay. to these walls.
1: That one that one also I can deal with. I ca- I can't deal with the fact that I feel judged in a gym because everyone no, no, no. there. No, I know you. Can, it's very easy for you to say, "Oh, screw these people. Don't care about them." Yeah, yeah. I do. I feel judged. Now I feel like I am inadequate, especially a a, a fat. Person, mm. right? Going to a gym and seeing all those gym bros doing, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't go to the gym specifically because I don't like gym bros. Yes, and I and I, hell, f- I look at them and I feel inadequate because I feel like it's not what they're doing. Yeah. It is not them. It's 100% me. It's,
0: it's, all it's all here. It's all here. It's all here, right? Yeah.
1: That I feel like, oh, you know. What's the point? Yeah. I'm not gonna get there. Mm-hmm. And basically, what am I doing? Yeah. I, I feel like I I feel so out of place. That's why I hate the gym. Yeah. Like people tell me, go to the gym. Oh, you know, we'll give you free gym membership. And I don't want. <laughs> I don't want. Like there's there's no there's no reason for me to go to the gym and feel like if you know how emotionally draining for me to go through that whole process of being in the gym and being so self conscious of myself yeah. while exercising that. Yeah. Maybe I can do the treadmill 10 minutes yeah then i see someone next to me doing it for 30 minutes and yeah. i feel like fucker like not enough yeah. <laughs> and then i give up I, I go home and i go like ah screw it lah, i'll have yeah. a sandwich yeah right what's the point yeah. so for me like yes that that is one thing <laughs> for some people look things work differently for different people right uh, it's all about the person and i think do what makes you happy if yeah. going to the gym makes you happy, great. Exactly. If going, if, if doing, uh, you know, if doing crossword puzzles is your thing, hey, go do it. I just found solitaire to be my thing. Yeah. I love solitaire. As, as a person with ADHD and dyslexia, solitaire helps me. It immerses you, right? It immerses, it gives me that whole, that, mm, you see, just, I, I realised this, right, just before going on stage, I, I do a speed round of solitaire. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Basically just speed, speed, speed. Wow, two minutes. Okay. Two minute games. And I realised that my focus after that is just boom. Like, wow. So nice huh? Yeah. Right. So hey, if it makes you happy, it makes you ha- it, it makes actually you it's have interesting do whatever. To say that because, Horse riding. Yeah. Right? Even if even if like what? You know, naked dancing. Whatever you want to do, it make you happy, make you happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um actually it's interesting to say that because um a lot of successful people are ADHD people. I think Steve Jobs was ADHD. Yes. And he was very, very Actually, focused on really something.
1: Actually, not everybody got ADHD. <laughs> That's a problem.
0: It's, it's quite common. Right? Yeah. But except that in my time, it wasn't recognized as such. If oh, no, no, were, no. It just got beaten out of them. But today, there's all kinds of treatment and psychotherapy. Yeah.
1: Don't get me wrong. I had dyslexia and ADHD. Uh. It's a co- To my parents, I was just stupid.
0: Yeah, and people don't realize. In those days, yes. I hear you know, he's like that one kind one, right? Ah, one kind. Uh. Like Elon Musk is ADHD. And yes. dude, he can deep dive into something so deep, he can find a solution to like, I don't know, climate change and yes. whatever,
1: right? But he cannot find
0: a solution for Twitter, la, whatever. Yeah. Sorry. Not yet, though. <laughs> but that's the thing. So today, like kids are diagnosed ADHD. It's very common, like one every yeah. 10 kids, you know. Yeah. Um, no, I can yeah. see
1: my doctor. My doctor has ADHD, like 100%. Yeah. I don't need a doctor to tell me yeah. So,
0: you know, it's, it's
1: one of those things where I know she's... She is very easily distracted yeah. by things and yeah. stuff like that And it, she's hyper t- hyperactive hyper as well which is yeah. It's fine for me, right? You know, I, I know how to deal with it You know, just let it be, but As I said, la, you know, it, it, last time it was just Oh, I, I was... It, I was just stupid, ah! Yeah. You know, yeah. it, 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 sure. I swear to God, like When I got diagnosed with dyslexia, When, when were
0: you? When were you diagnosed? How? 15 I was not diagnosed, Yeah, yeah. I was
1: not diagnosed, diagnosed, right? I was not like a doctor came and said, this man has dyslexia, no, (laughs) that's not what happened, a teacher understood that I had a disability, and basically, uh, so I I was in one school, I got kicked out of uh, that school, and went to another school which is supposed to be much lower profile, right, this school did not, they just thought I was stupid and naughty, right, they kicked me out of the school, and then I came to this school, and then the the English teacher actually, uh, Miss Helen, she was the one who basically came up and said, "I think there's an issue with your reading," because when she saw my handwriting, she saw that my alphabets were the thing, and Jumbled she said, "I out. think there's yeah. a problem." And then she gave me cue cards to read, right? That's when I learned how to read through images,
0: oh.
1: right? And that's when I started. I went from a D student. To a straight A student, shit, almost in three months. Wow. So, from, from, like as a D student, to P.M.R. I got straight A's. As Whoa. P.M. I got like pretty good grades, and I got a scholarship to by Patronas to go to U.K. to study.
0: Bloody hell, man! Yeah, so basically shit, in patronus in column.
1: so can you imagine from standard one to standard to from two, nobody gives a shit about me because I was just stupid. And then I went, like my life changed like three sixty. And my parents, my parents, uh, until today, they thought I copied so, my essay. So what
0: was the game changer? There?
1: It's basically learning how to read. And uh, having to understand, can you imagine your whole life, you are trying to be better. You know, you know, you know the answer, but you cannot write. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you know the answer, but you cannot concentrate. You know the answer, but you cannot. You You want to write an essay,
0: mm.
1: but every time you write an essay, everything is wrong. And you are frustrated. And you feel like you don't want to give it. You don't want to give effort anymore. Right? You give effort also, you will fail. You don't give effort also, you fail. Might as well don't give effort and fail. La. It's much easier. Yeah. Right. Like I remember, I, I started smoking very young. Okay, I started smoking when I was like 14. Mm. Right? And the reason why I started smoking.
0: Stress? Huh? No.
1: Because my father accused me of smoking. My father accused me of smoking when I was 14. And I did not smoke. I got uh, obviously I got punished and beaten for it, and then I thought to myself, if they're going to scold me and beat me for smoking, I might as well smoke. Wow. Right? So that's what happened. I got beaten for smoking when I didn't smoke. I went outside, I bought a packet of cigarettes, and smoked.
0: Fucking hell, man!
1: Right? So th- th- that's why I said I always find the easy way out. Yeah. Like for instance, when I when I when I, when I, I, I was I was failing anyway. If I put effort or not, might as well I do it the easy way or I don't put effort. And that's when suddenly I realised that if I can do this whole reading through images thing
0: yeah.
1: and I can apply that, and it was very easy for me to apply because one thing I had with ADHD and dyslexia was a memory, because my memory was very good. Which is why, again, I can do comedy and, yeah, and one means, hour and a half. Yeah, yeah everything is there. It's, 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 it's very systematic. So, I can do that, now suddenly I'm scoring A's, now suddenly I write an essay, the teacher said write 350 word essay, I'm writing 500, 600 words.
0: So, so if you were to um, verbalise what was the game changing element there, what would it be? Just basically learning to read and, and having a gratification for my effort. Okay that gratification comes later, but learning to read as in like in the past you just see a bunch of words right, yeah. then they fall over each other right, but now yeah. You're using image cards, is it? Yes, basically. Okay, how dyslexia works is basically your your brain
1: processes information as a whole, but your eyes is pro- uh, processing information as single letter. Mm. When you read, like let's say when you read this more, what you reading is m o r e, right? Yeah. So yeah. that makes more. Yeah. What
0: I see is the whole image of more. So do I though. Like no, but you you I understand, okay, I understand, yeah. yeah. So so then you've got to repurpose the, the reading material yes. with image cards. Which ima- if image If you cards. don't have that then how
1: No, you have to look at things different way. Like you you I don't see M as an alphabet anymore. I see M as a shape. Okay. Right? It's it's just a repurposing of your brain. It takes a while to get used to but eventually you kinda everything it's it's focus hmm uh is you are focusing on different things rather than the word itself like usually you would like you if you want to spell out a word right for me you have to alphabet and whenever i see a new word that i've never seen before it becomes a bit weird Yeah. and then slowly i will process it and then it becomes a word for me that i can remember already right like like there's a lot of times when i see a word like especially when i read in a foreign language or something and I see the word and I'm like, oh my God, what does it say? Mm. Or sometimes when I'm reading, right? When I'm doing MC or, or reading work, especially on radio, sometimes I have to read live liners yeah. and stuff, right? And I'm reading, reading, reading. and The word is there, but what I see is a whole different word. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like substantial, yeah. right? So suddenly I'll be like, uh, with a substandard, this, this, And then people come up to me like, you know, you, this is substantial not substandard and then i'll go back and then i'll process oh yeah <laughs> <Then> <laughs> for me i have not made a mistake that is the word i saw
0: yeah right yeah.
1: so that's how it because you've seen it visualized as that yes. word. Yeah. yeah so yeah. basically I'm, I'm processing the word as a whole not as individual letters yeah so people will say substantial
0: yeah
1: right i would s- see the whole thing <laughs> But because I've never, let's say, la, I've never seen the word substantial as an image before, so my brain will just process it as substandard. <laughs> yeah. As another word that is similar. Yeah, right? Yeah. So basically, that's what I see. And sometimes, it's funny, la, like, you know, when you see words in signboards and stuff like that, you're like, oh my god, oh, then, you, then you really probably, are, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> so how does humour evolve from here for you? I mean, what's the second stage for you? I, the third stage?
1: I, do, I mean, I, I, I travel a lot doing comedy, which is nice. I mean, mm. I guess doing. Well, I'll be doing radio. Uh, next in twenty twenty three. Fly FM, yeah. 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 Full time or what? Full time. Oh, yeah. Evening. So um, cannot tell yet, lah. Yeah. Okay, cannot okay. tell yet. Okay. But yes. Uh. So it's gonna be a full time job, and it's gonna be very difficult for me to do it in
0: the morning. Then, your, yeah, yeah. You gotta wake up, lah.
1: If, if if morning, lah. If morning. La.
0: La. Eve morning I'll be looking forward to it. I, I literally tune in in the morning mm-hmm. when I'm driving my kid to school mm-hmm. to listen to you. Oh, okay. Which is why I called you, actually. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. No, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. I thought I, you're good. You're a very natural guy. Yeah. The way I, you just reel off is like from the heart, you know? To me, comedy is always from the heart. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's why I cannot write. Yeah. If I write,
1: I, I feel it's coming from somewhere yeah, else, yeah. from the brain, yeah, right? Yeah. When, I, when I talk, I'm not thinking about yeah. what I'm speaking, I'm just yeah. words just come out of my mouth and it's i I I like that. I like the fact that we can we can do silly things.
0: A lot of people don't realise that when you have com- comics on air, on live radio in the morning, it is as close to being in person as is possible. Mm-hmm. Because when you talk off the cuff, it's straight from you. Yeah. There's no producers, there's no editor, and then straight there's away no there's microphone, there's no writer. From microphone, pop, seven seconds later, because it's a lag, right, yeah. it's in my ear already, and I'm yeah. oh, this is the dude, this is what it's all about. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people don't realise that radio in the morning, it's not about the, um, the news or the content, it's about the person, you're buying into the person. Yeah, Which is why for me in the early 90s, right, like, you know, I think late 90s, for me it was Fly and Kev. Uh, I, yeah. I love Fly and Kev. Those right? guys, yeah. Fantastic, and today, yeah. like, I will see Kev, Real, they're real guys. Yeah. So they don't know no, no. No, I worked with shit.
1: Kevin Red FM. Last yeah, time, and right. Yeah, one of my and favorite. Till today, till today. Yeah, one, one of my favorite. Yeah, persons. Even Fly Guy also was there. Yeah,
0: Fly. Yeah, so uh, Fly Guy was fantastic.
1: Such a. Yeah, he's such an inspiration I, I, I remember listening to those two And they were doing silly so, things yeah. Just silly, silly and things yeah, exactly. You know, so entertaining And you know, it's them It's yeah, them its yeah. not really them yeah. No
0: no, no bullshit, no accent Don't put on his bloody amount yeah, yeah. Masali accent nah, nah. Although Fly
1: did have a little bit of a masali American accent fly But fly you carry, yeah la. But you know, but he, because he's yeah, yeah,
0: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right? But <laughs> Kev
1: was like, totally Yeah, Kev was like Why are you talking yeah. like that? <laughs> right. But no, no. I mean Yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun la. I mean, a lot of people don't realise that Radio and comedy are two very different things yeah. It's A lot but of Radio
0: is just a channel Com- yeah. Comic is like When you do comedy When you do stand up right? And you're a an live audience That's why I love live, live yes. comedy It's you and him And that's it It's just, yeah. it's just no, There's it's, no filter it's, it's, so, it's so hard to
1: explain to people How different the, the, the art is It's a very different hat You have to yeah, wear yeah. It's a very different skill That's why A lot of comedians Want to do radio And fail
0: one to do and fail
1: No, they have done And, and failed. failed
0: Yes I I think uh, The only I think if Harith does radio He wouldn't do so well Actually That's my gut
1: That's a proven fact yeah. Actually Because he did he do He was on radio eh? He He did try out And then people didn't it, yeah. Because it's again person Personalities
0: like, are very different In person actually Harith is a bit like yeah, he's a bit standoffish. A bit aloof, right? Yeah, but yeah.
1: yeah, and the thing is, that's the person he is. On stage, we always play a character. The character is ourselves, but it's an amplification of our that's own personality. Right. And right. it, it's different offstage and onstage. And for me, I I've learned to play these different hats. Like I've been on radio before in 2015, uh, and I, I I learned how to do it. Uh, puppy Zach, who was my radio partner at that time, yeah. has already done uh, light FM before that. Yeah. and he's already learned that hat so he he basically you know taught me how to be this radio person rather than this comedian person yeah. because remember on 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 as a comedian you get gratification instantly, instantly. yeah whereas in radio you'd never get gratification
0: and you just, just just yeah you,
1: it, maybe definitely laugh maybe definitely don't laugh yeah. right you don't know yeah. and you're basically entertaining yourselves and yeah. basically and 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 you have to wear a different hat because now are you are you more subversive or are you more dominant? Mm. Right? You have to play the different roles as well. And because in my podcast, I am more sub
0: Submissive. I, I'm yeah. more submissive.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kiran Balan? Kiran. Kiran yeah. is, is the more dominant one there. But however Yeah, but however little. Bit lah. i uh, yes, I'm the little uh, spoon. A
0: missionary, yeah.
1: Yes. Uh but no, but you you know, but I also play the dominant one in other parts of my this is like radio. Sometimes I play the dominant. Sometimes yeah, I play the sub. Yeah. So, so it, you you have to kind of wear different hats, and sometimes you have to just play the idiot and at the side. And some comedians can't do that. Yes, right? um, so so, so yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. It, it's very
1: difficult to for you to yeah. to to work because comedian. You have to understand we are alone. We are the mic. We are control. It's very hard for a comedian to give out control, especially during performance. Mm. It's very difficult. Like me and Zach, we do a. We do a show called Puppy and Grumpy. It's both of us on stage at the same time. Right. And we kinda improv our way through. Yeah. And the only way that works is because I play a <coughs> dominant role. I play a more dominant role whereas Zach is more laid back, mm-hmm. more relaxed. So then he can you know, not he's not submissive, but yeah. it's more towards a a support role. Yeah. Right. So, so, so I have oil, to Yes. Right? So I have to I have to <coughs> kinda lead dominant but with the Macha Man podcast it's the other way around yeah right so now i have to learn how to play this role now and it, it, you see the thing is i i i i am proud of myself for being able to wear these hats yeah. and to be able to learn how to do different skills at different times and these
0: are abilities it is yeah. yes yeah
1: it, it's that's why it, for for coming it's it's very hard for them to do a two-man show yeah. because it's very hard for them to give up control and yeah it's, and it's very hard for them to give up like the one thing i learned very importantly is to let people have their moment yeah. and for a comic uh, especially to make people laugh very hard no to give up that yeah. just imagine right, if you had a joke right now yeah. right yeah. And it, the best joke everybody clap already yeah, yeah. for me my instinct is i need to one-up yeah. I need to one up okay, okay. But having not to do that Is yeah. a skill That is hardest to learn Especially for a comic yeah, yeah. Like you know If you have the love Let you have it yeah. It's your time Yeah. Yeah. Right. For me to, to Give you that moment Every comic will want to say Oh no I got a better joke than that But don't Don't Just relax Let you have your moment Because the win Is not just you It's both yeah. of us also yeah, yeah. Like it's like World Cup la. You yeah. know Ronaldo play or don't play la. Portugal win the World Cup You still win Correct
0: Yeah so, okay, I'm not going to keep you too much longer, but I um, just want to get in the head in terms of what's next for you, because okay. I think you're one of those few comics in Malaysia that can transcend, and you're doing it already, yeah. I, I believe. Yes, yes. With your brand of humor, right? with your ability to to evolve, your ability to, to cross platforms, um, I think that's a real skill. I I, yeah. I mean, yeah,
1: I, I, I'm quite proud of it. La. Yeah, I. I yeah. I have to say I mean, blowing my own horn a little bit, but you know.
0: If you don't blow your own horn, who's gonna blow you,
1: Who's who gonna blow my horn, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh sometimes you've gotta blow yourself. Like, yeah, la, really. I know.
1: Yeah. Nobody wants to blow me. Yeah.
0: So anyway <laughs>
1: <laughs> Coming back, I mean what's next? I think uh, as we spoke about radio is one thing that I'm doing. Uh I am working on a new special as well. I, I look, I'm not gonna tell you it's gonna be on Netflix or whatever, nobody knows. Special is a special. It's right? a Any special. I will record it. I will record it, it will be somewhere. It worst come to worst, it'll be free on YouTube. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, look out for that. Look out for my shows. I I'm doing a lot more. I I can't travel as much. Maybe probably. So I'm I'm focusing more on yeah. doing Most it of, here yeah. in Malaysia and you know kind of just working that that crowd. I I do a lot of crowd work shows now, yeah. which I love doing. Yeah. Just, interplay, right? yeah, just interplay, right? Yes, yeah. just interplay. So basically, I have zero ze- I have zero material. Yeah. Yeah, I you go just on stage go in there and you just see and what just the stop. fuck happens. Yeah, yeah, so basically I go on stage and I and I basically talk to an audience, and together with the audience we come up with material. Yeah. We come up with moments, and it, it's I've done it three or four times now, and every it's a lot of fun, right? every single show is magic, yeah. it's just magic, it's just, it's just how this the, the audience kind of feed me and sometimes they think it's a very boring thing like I'm a pilot and from a pilot I can just do half an hour on like yeah. you know basically like how pilots are like I, I remember there was this one time like basically that last what do you do you're a pilot oh so you drive planes and I accidentally said drive yeah. and from there I just went like okay not drive but you know yeah. can you imagine if you yeah. drive like Hey, <laughs> yeah. your hand outside like
0: just hey, yeah, yeah. <sniffs> <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: just 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 doing that on the plane. Yeah, yeah. like, hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> like you know, just parking like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know. Can you imagine like you know? But then he he flew air as well as we cannot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you um, know, um, that yeah. kind of stuff. Like and it's it's just sometimes it's just magic, and I. I always try to be very respectful to the audience because, yeah. as I said, we're partners in this. We It's not it's not about, oh, I will come there and just insult you. you That's not yeah.
0: the way. And I'm, I'm amazed at what some comics in America get away with. Like, yes. Oh my God. No, you see, like, Russell Peters can oh get away with God. it. Oh my God, yeah. Russell Peters can like get away with it. Like going down on a glass of water and some chilli and, chili and then, oh my God. Yeah, you no, know?
1: because you see, Russell Peters can get away with it because the audience wants to get roasted by him. Right yeah. now, crowd and work show. This one is in front. Yeah. Oh my
0: god, my wife will never sit in front.
1: You see, for me, a crowd work show is not about roasting you, right? It's nothing to do with roasting, it's nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's together, we are doing yeah. this together. Yeah. You give you give me the lines, you set them up, I hit I hit them up, right? <laughs> so, basically, that's what we're doing. And yeah. and the thing is, I try to be as respectful as possible. And uh, like, you know, I don't, I, I try to not to make fun of names. If you have a weird name, yeah. we'll talk about it. Dude,
0: oh right? my god, American comics all the time. Yeah. Oh my god, so bad, so yeah. racist sometimes, but yeah. they, they love it, and they love like. it. I, re-
1: I remember there was this one time, where I was doing a crowd work show, and this guy was named, like, Gary Crimson. That Crimson was his last name, right? And I I swear to God, half an hour, it was, it was me, like, I want that name. That is the best name I've ever crimson, heard yeah, in my exactly, entire life. That exactly. sounds like a superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like accountant by day, but yeah. crimson by night. Like, <laughs> just, you know, for me, yeah. it's just, like, it, and... He was laughing the whole time, yeah. like, I, I, did, I, I wasn't making fun of his name, I was just like, how cool is that exactly. name? Exactly, right, you exactly. you know, it's empowering rather than, you know, this thing, yeah, yeah. and I like doing that, I like doing that with the audience. Though, I think the only time I laughed at something with the audience was, at the audience, <laughs> <laughs> at the audience member was, that there was this one time, we were like, where, what do you do for a living? Yeah. And he said, he's a chef. Yeah. And I said, where? He said, boost juice.
0: Oh shit. I'm like, dude, That's oh, not a chef. Like,
1: oh shit! Well, <laughs> depends on how permissive. Yeah, yeah. Know. I'm like, no, nah, we, I laughed for half an hour. I, I, the whole crowd was laughing, and the wife just went like, no, they have a kitchen. Yes, it's a blender. And, you know, and it was very funny, But at the end, so I always just go to out sure, to the, yeah. yeah, always go up to him and like, you know, dude, thank you for being such yeah. a sport, but you understand that that yeah, was the funniest thing that ever. Yeah. And he also was like, no, worry, lah. Actually, he he wasn't a chef at Boost Juice. He was just like. A chef at a cafe that is owned by Boost Juice and It just came out that way. It just right? came out that yeah. way and it was funny, it was hilarious. And he also enjoyed himself, so it's
0: yeah. And humour is so important today, right? Because there's so yeah. much shit to get fretful about. Exactly. That if we don't have humour and we if we don't laugh at ourselves, then bloody hell life is yeah. miserable, man. Exactly. So society needs you. Oh thank I you. I certainly need you. I mean okay. MCO. All I did was watch com- comics. I'm serious. Yeah. Like, because you know, otherwise, if you go and look on the other side and spend time on the on the dark side, oh my God, there's so much to get exactly, depressed yeah. about. You know. Yeah. So, so so thank you for doing this. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for, for doing me. the show, and keep on doing what you do, man. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. It's been fantastic. Cheers. Oh, I pulled my muscle. <laughs> <laughs>